Good evening, you beautiful kings, men, and kings, women. It's the King of the Couch back in your ear holes for another week of the King of the Couch podcast. Super excited to be here. So happy to be down your ear holes. Um, this episode is episode 91 of the King of the Couch podcast, 9.17 p.m. on the 4th of the 5th. May the 4th be with you, 2021. Let's get it going. Hey, initially, quick shout out to uh, to Seek and Destroyed Vintage. We did a podcast last night. I made a bit of a boo-boo and the audio was a bit cooked. Uh, look, I'm no I'm no professional, I'm no hero. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put it out there. And I um it's it, frankly it was my second proper Zoom recording that I've done. And uh, we had a bit of a difficulty with the audio and the, the headphones and then we ginned around with it for a bit and he took it out and it sounded alright when we tested it and then when we started recording it I could sort of there was a slight delay unfortunately and I could hear a bit of my voice Ooh, belching. Welcome to the welcome to the show. Wouldn't be a show without it. And um I could sort of hear my voice on his end, and yeah, I, I didn't really notice it. We were sort of got wrapped up in the conversation as well. I should have, I probably should have picked it up a bit early, but I didn't because I was, I was so into the conversation. Um, yeah, and it was just one of those things. So I, I listened to it after, and I wasn't. Oh, look, I'll be honest, wasn't stoked with the audio. Being a hundred percent honest with you, and I wasn't stoked with it. I, I've edited the show and I've tried to clean it up a little bit, um, but that's why I didn't post it last night because I wanted to give myself a bit of time to try and clean it up. I know. Uh, audio engineer professional at all I basically plug the mic in hit record and I've set it up and it's fine it goes the zoom is a whole new ball game and there's so many fucking YouTube videos on it how to do it and you should know it and all these things in 91 episodes in as pull your finger out oh I know all that but it's like I don't know it all right and uh, apparently it can be a little bit dicey here and there with zoom anyway so um, still a work in progress but look I will say, um, Michael from Secret Destroyed Vintage, I, we had such a good chat. We've been talking online, and I like what he's about. I like what he's doing, so I wanted to get him on the show, and he he politely accepted, which was lovely of him. Um, so I'm gonna, I am going to put the podcast out there later in the week. Might even do it on Friday. Uh, I'll probably put a little thing on it to say about the audio, but um, we're going to do another show anyway. He's into, he's fully into the UFC, so we talk a bit about the UFC at the end of the podcast. So I, uh, I want to get him back on a dual breakdown, and now we sort of know what the issues could be. I will have them fixed for next time. So anyway, I know I plugged it last week, but that's why it's not uh, not up here. So episode 91 is, in fact, a solo episode, and I know you love the solo episodes. I can see you watching. I can see you listening. So, so thank you very much for that. I, I don't take it lightly that you guys take your time to listen to me. I appreciate it. So we'll get into it. It was, it was another long weekend. Queenslanders back to back with the long weekends. We had the Anzac Day public holiday last week. And I did, I shared a little clip on my IG, but it was, uh, I was a bit of a diva coming off the long weekend. It was just that extra day. I'm 32 now. And while you do need the rest, you just send it that one extra day. And oh, that's why you need the rest. And look, I'd like to say I went a little bit little bit easier this weekend on the May Day Labor Weekend. I didn't I didn't go as hard on Labor Day, frankly, which was good. So um but we still got we still got a few cheeky bottles of wine in and we still got a few cheeky beers in, Furphy, some Coopers, it was lovely. Um but not as much as I, I had the previous weekend. And I didn't I've got to be honest, I didn't hit the ground that slow today but it's just like that one extra day it fucking cooks you i swear to god i don't know maybe i just drink a little bit too much and don't get enough sleep and because i was i was racing last night on the podcast trying to fix things after i posted it and i was up to 12 30 last night i'd sort of chilled out a little bit and want, I watched a little bit of californication just to take my mind off it but i was wide awake i was buzzing and i was thinking about it so 
Shout out Californication. I'm back on Californication. 28 minute episodes, unreal. That to me is the perfect, I will say this, it's a perfect length for a an episode of television, 28 minutes. I think Seinfeld, no shows are about 24, 25 to 30 minutes. That's a great, awesome show. I keep coming back. And it's those ones when it's so little like that, that you're like, oh, it's 11.30. Yeah, fuck it. I'll do another episode. That's that's kind of the way my brain works. These 56 to bloody one hour episodes. Oh God, kill me. You know, they're too long. So there you go. That's my thoughts about that 25 to 30 minutes of the perfect TV length episode, just like a 10 track album is the perfect length for an album. So there you go. That's that's the King of the Couch's opinion. And it's my opinion. I'm having it. <clears throat> we'll get into the weekend in a sec. No alcohol tonight. I'm joined by a little raspberry lemonade kombucha. Delicious drop. I'm going to have a little sip here. I'm actually, I'm quite parched, I'll, I'll be honest. <sighs> so refreshing. It's probably the closest thing I can get to a beer, in a way. I know I never drink raspberry lemonade beers, of course, but the original gingery kind of lemony shit, it's pretty close to a beer, I feel, and it's got that, that aroma that I like from a beer. But... Enough of the kombucha chat. Let's get into my weekend, my long weekend to be exact. Friday was pretty low key. I I did a the fuck yeah Friday podcast Friday morning. If you haven't heard it, go and check it out. It's the it's the smaller baby version of this. I've got to be honest with you, folks. I'm not sure how I feel about the Friday morning ones. I really enjoy the Monday or evidently Tuesday night show, but I really enjoy the start of the week. I like riffing for the 45 an hour. I like that. It's a good length for me. The five minute one on a Friday morning. It's tough. It's tough to just streamline it, and I think I'm putting too much pressure on myself to come up with some some gold content. Whereas I like to just riff on this this Monday show. Monday's my jam. The 9 p.m. I'm fucking way better at 9 p.m. than I am at like 8 a.m. So, yeah, that's just how I feel, and uh, and I can feel that way. I'm a human being. I'm, I'm allowed to have feelings and emotions. We should we should be comfortable sharing our feelings and emotions. But that was my Friday morning work. Friday, I was pretty happy coming into Friday. I'm cooked on a Friday evening. I really am. But I gave a recipe for the fish tacos on Friday morning, which I cooked myself on Friday night and had fish tacos. Man, so good. My fish tacos are unreal. I'm not going to share the recipe again. If you want to go and listen to it, go and listen to the last fuck yeah Fridays. I think it might have been accountability and fish tacos. There you go. You can't really miss it if you go into the Spotify or iTunes library. But so good, honestly, so good. There was something in them. I don't want to get too too deep down and dirty into my belly, but might have got a little bit of farty, a little bit of farty off the fish tacos. The old farty tacos got me, but uh, they were really good. Honestly, I love the fish tacos. Once you've had fish, you never go back. I think that's the saying. I'm not sure, but um, that's a quote. We will be talking quotes later in the later in the show. I just had a little bit on quotes, but we went on a movie called The Boy Next Door. Um, we didn't finish it. Beck went to bed. Oh, look, I liked it. It was a terrible movie because it was so, so fun and terrible. I don't even know how to explain it, but it was a fun movie that was terrible, a terrible movie that was fun. It basically had Jennifer Lopez in it, though, and, man, she has just got a rocking chassis on her. She is a really attractive older lady, even a younger lady. In fact, she's been attractive her whole life. Like she's never had a bad period. I don't know what, she's, what she is now. She's, I know she's clocked to 50. I'm pretty sure she's clocked half a century. But she's just so good looking. Like there's something I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. But basically, the 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 plot of this movie is that like her husband's cheating her. It's Aiden from Sex in the City. Um, I picked that up straight away. I've seen a dabbled, seen a few episodes of Sex in the City before. Not a bad show. I've got to be honest. As far as rom coms go, I rate Sex and City quite highly. Aiden was in it. He um he he's cheated on the wife. You know he's had an affair. Jennifer Lopez is the why would you be cheating on her? You know what I mean. Ugh, God, I, I got my thoughts on that, but anyway, I won't go there. But yeah, the boy next door, the the old uncle, the young, 
nephew comes over. He's hot, you know. He's a hot man. He's got. He's he's like nineteen. Get real. He's probably played by like a thirty three year old for definite. Then you hate the way movies do that. Hollywood movies. They always really put these these characters like they're going. Oh, we need a we need a ten year old. So yeah, we might get Bruce Willis to play him. You know, and no different for this guy. Like we need a nineteen year old, someone with a boyish good looks that's got a rock and five o'clock shadow chisel abs, and he's like six three. Um, you know, he knows mechanics. He's working on the car next door. Can handle himself in a fight. All these things, like yeah, all these things that nineteen year olds generally aren't. But anyway, you know, believable. And then he's you know potted jennifer lopez and of course she's made a mistake so she's nervous it was an all right movie i've got to be honest i only saw halfway i want to see the end i want to see what the twist was you know it was kind of like the you know the cheating husband she makes a thing she feels bad about it the dude she's rooted kind of turns out to be a psycho you know that old chestnut but as i said jennifer lopez very easy on the eyes so it was a good it was a good watch so i might uh, look i might even finish it tonight i don't know see what time i get off this show it's fucking 9 30 and i'm not even i'm not even halfway through friday but that was basically friday night ginned around watching californication after that saturday i had a big day saturday it was a good good day saturday beck's now working so she had a she had a nine to five or so daddy daughter day all day I, I really look forward to these days now they can be a little bit challenging in parts because you're like i've got eight hours with the two-year-old you know i know her i love her and it's like but how am i going to fill it up what am i going to do here you know there could be a nap in there so you can you can get a bit of like chills chill time and that in that bit but yeah it's kind of like what do we do you know and so it was raining it's pissing down rain i keep jagging the rain when i've got to look after arabella for these few hours i don't get much sunshine i don't know what that's about but we we went out got some coffees in the morning dropped Drop. Actually, no, I tell a lie. I dropped back. She got her own coffee. She wanted to do that on her own. That's her thing. So I took Arabella to uh, a door and we went to a place called Wax Build-Up. It was like a pure hipster cafe. It was pretty good. I liked it. It's one of Jared's friends that owns it. He's been on the podcast many a time. And it was like a... I don't know how to explain it. like a vinyl record store, basically, that does coffee and some food. So it was really cool, you know, like, like hipster heaven. You know, I was like hipster to the max but i liked it went in there with arabella she was pretty chill she had a baby chino she basically just ate the marshmallow i had my uh, my oat milk flat white got the anxiety super hopped up and it was good so we got out of there pissing down rain i was like oh god what am i gonna do 32 bucks on the time zone card time zone's five minutes away boom let's go to time zone so we did that we're in time zone for a little while Man, it was fun, hey, but it was just just like a proper raw. You know the plush, the skill tester machines? I was really good back in the day. I remember one time at a local bowling alley, I must have been about 10 or 11, I went 10 plush toys in one night. That's got to be some sort of world record. I was cleaning that place out. They didn't know what happened when I come and went that night. Nowadays, the plush machines have changed. They've, they've, they've wised up to the, to, to the skills of people like me. I'm on the baby shark machine. You know, it's a decent size sort of football size plush toy. Like it's a good, it's a good win, you know, for two bucks a pop, it's a good win. I've gone to this plush toy dickhead machine three times. Each time I've grabbed it, and I'm on I'm onto it, eh? I'm onto it. I'm almost at the point of writing a letter, an email, you know, like just to the management. I can see it. I've clipped the pink baby shark, I've got it up, and then the fingery things, you know, the thing you know, they got things that the, the tripod fingers, they just flick open a little bit too gentle i didn't like that i saw that that was that was some revenue raising shit that they were doing there and i don't like that time zone frankly i i don't know who's doing these skill testers but it's not fair you are breaking a two-year-old's heart here and you're you're really angering the third two-year-old father 
So didn't win the plush toys. It was a bit gutted about that. They were on the chocolate skill tester machines. It's fun. I like winning. I'll tell you what, it makes me realize how competitive I actually can get. You know, tell me I can't win that and I want to win it. And that was the same with the chocolate machine. I like the chocolate machine with Arabella because it's basically two push, one and two. It literally says on the buttons, you know, so she has one, it goes down, scoops as much crap as you can, gets it above the little platform and she has two and it drops it. You know, though, the competitive streak coming out and you and you know that like she's not going to time it just the right way, but you got to let her have something and, you know, that's okay. I don't I didn't lose too much sleep over that, but, oh, fuck me dead. It's the same shit, shit show. You're like, come on, someone get over here and rustle these lollies up. The chopper chops, everything's just stuck together, the Haribos, like... Move it around. They're like basically glued together for Christ's sakes, you know what I mean? And get a bit more, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, that's just my competitive side. But it was a great day. Pissing down rain, honestly. Such a good day. We went into the shops after that. Hung around. I needed to get a couple of blank tees from Big W. So went into there and I thought, oh, look, I'll take her around the, the toy section and just have a look. In my head, I'm thinking, look, I don't have all the cash in the world, but I'm, I'm a nice guy. So I wanted to get her a toy. or just I just wanted her to like see if she likes something, you know? I haven't been into the toy store in quite some time. Maybe I have not paid attention, but again, these people, they're preying on the parents. Hey, the toys are shitful. Like, let's be honest. They keep the kids entertained, you know. She likes toys. She's got a fucking room full of them, but like, there's so many toys in there, and it's these ones on the low shelves when these little kids can grab, the two-year-olds can grab them. I'm thinking, what is a thing priced like that doing down here? It should be on the top shelf, you know. Baby sharks, all these things that they see on the YouTube, it's all it's all pus, it's all crap. I'm looking at this going, this is just crap, Chinese made crap. And I didn't want to buy it. And I'll just you keep moving to the next aisle like in hope that there's gonna be just like this two dollar bargain bin for just this like awesome toy that she's, you know, potentially not gonna use as a choking hazard. Man, didn't come, wasn't my day. She's then taking me over to she's seen a baby born. Christ, baby born. So I'm thinking, oh my god, how much is this? Sixty-four dollars for a baby born that's got some fucking, I didn't even know it was in it, just baby stuff, like minute plastic baby stuff and a baby born for $64. I was like, you are dreaming here, Big W, and whoever is manufacturing these baby borns. So I had to just I had to just keep shuffling, like throughout the toy thing. I'm like, fuck, I've got her in here now. She knows what I've got her in here for, and I've got to distract her to get her out of here. So it was just like, oh my God, here's a scooter. Oh my God, there's a bike. And I saw the price tag. I was like, oh my God, there's a ball. Oh my God, there's something else until we're, virtually just like hey bella do you want to come just check out these plain white tees real quick oh four dollars that's a good that's a good price point i like that you know but it was honestly it was really fun we um i, I like it I, I i like those days they, they mean a lot to me so it is good i'm sure all the dads and mums can relate it's nice you know i don't for for a, a lot of her initial years i was always working back with sort of the, the stay-at-home mum and things like that so i'd only get snippets you know the morning the evenings and things like that now that Beck's working, I get to have that full day, that one-on-one, that connection. Like that's a pretty important thing. So I'm sure every parent can relate to that. So, um, yeah, just hung out, did some stuff in the afternoon. Then we jumped back in the car, had to go and pick Becky up. Made a banger garlic prawn pasta. Second time I made this recipe, I added a bit of chili into it. I changed it up a little bit with the pasta sort of uh, what do you call it? Like the pasta water. I put that in there. I forgot that the first time. Good. Oh, it was so good. I got a nice bottle of rosé. I got a nice bottle of red. I wanted the rosé. Beck wanted the red. I got the got the Tussock Jumper Pinot Noir, the red. Unreal. Go and check it out. And I got the Rosé d'Amelie rosé. I, I probably botched that. I'm not French. I'm not even sure if that is French, but I botched it. But it was a great wine. Honestly, as the president of the Rosé Appreciation Society, 
Go and get the Rosé D'Amelia. It was like 12 bucks at Liquorland, down from like 20 Oh, fuck, it was so good. Just thinking about it, I want to go out and make love to it. I love it that much. Possibly could be a problem drinker. But it was good. It was it was so good, in fact, I had to get back to get me another bottle on Sunday evening because, um, you know, once you have one drop, you got to have all the drops. So there was none left on Sunday morning. So I woke up slightly headachey. So all good. So that was Saturday evening. I'm not even sure. I think we put on a movie. I can't remember if we did. Obviously, it was pumping some rosé. Uh, again, I think I watched California Cash. I'm a bit obsessed at the moment. But um, yeah, pretty sure I woke up on the couch at about 5.30 on Sunday morning. Went and had a quick kip. Um, and yeah, now we're on Sunday. <laughs> had uh, had breakfast with our good friends, Tony and Alex. Uh, shout out those guys. She's 39 weeks, so she's about to pop. So they used to listen to the show. I hope they listen to the show. If you do listen to the show, text me again for this little shout out but seriously all the best for the pregnancy i'm excited i wasn't trying to wasn't trying to give too much away on uh, on sunday when i saw old alex i just said mate it's a it's an ordeal for the women you know and uh, it's an ordeal for the men you know gender equality we're in there as well and it's it's tough it's a scene it's a beautiful scene there could be tears there could be faint jelly legs and I'd like to hear your version of the story because for me, that's what happened. But it was good. So I'm really excited for them. They got a great little name picked out. I'm not going to share it. That's their business, but it's great. I can't wait. Honestly, I'm so I'm so excited. I've, I feel I've entered that point in my life where all, all my friends from school, you know, even a couple of years younger, a few years older, all that, they're all having kids. Half of them are married now. Uh, we're at that point of our life. The 21st are gone. The 30th are gone. The weddings are sort of you know tapering and things like that it's the kids now you know the kids are coming so true to form that's the way it goes but really good to see them had a had a banging bit of coffee had a nice burger but they fucked up the order we asked for scrambled eggs on the side they put it on my burger what chef what chef do you think has just gone why would he want scrambled eggs on his burger probably not question the waitress and just put it on the burger have you ever tried to eat scrambled eggs on a burger with your hands let that marinate for a second because I tried to do that Sunday morning and I tell you what, it was no success at all. I needed the fork and I needed some napkins. But it was pretty nice when you put it together and you just ate it separately. It was like a deconstructed burger by the second bite. So that was cool. Played in the playground for a bit. Unreal. Sent our best wishes to them. So good luck. Godspeed. Can't wait to meet the little fella. Shout out Tony and Alex. Unreal. So excited. Um, And then... That was it. We were back up at time zone. Again, the weather was weather was probably a little bit better. It was raining, actually. I will tell you a lot. It wasn't better at all. I just got ahead of myself thinking it was Monday. But, yeah, still raining. We were meeting Beck's cousins, and we didn't know what to do. We were originally going to go to this outdoor uh, like animal zoo thing up at this brewery. Uh, we couldn't do that because it was pissing down rain. I wear white shoes. Frankly, I wasn't into that. I was wearing white pants that day. But it just wasn't. It wouldn't be fun for anybody. I was, I'm not trying to sound selfish here, even though I can be selfish. But... That's what we did. We ended up back at time zone. It was fun. I had a go on the first time ever the punching machine. I wasn't stoked with the score. This like last two years of just practicing Muay Thai has done me no good at all. And I need to work on my punch. So I probably should just roundhouse kick the machine. Would have just fucking blown it off its door hinges. But yeah, time zone's fun. I like it. Again, it's uh, I didn't go on the plush machine. I was just I was just so jaded from Saturday still about the whole like debacle with the little claw thing. But there, then we went across to a restaurant. Then we went across to another restaurant. I have a little story about this after. I was thinking about this. We were just talking about it downstairs. Well, this is a good one. This is a good little thing. I might even share some Insta story, get some feedback here. But yeah, we had a good one. Had a Stein, bang on. How good's a Stein? Like a liter of beer. You can't really go wrong. So me and me and Maddie, we, we smashed a Stein each. 1952 Bolter Lager. 
on unreal you know there, there's there's levels to that beer like there's like i'm I'm a, I'm a pot in here i'm a schooner in i'm feeling good i'm a pint in a little bit tipsy still can drive i'm a stein in yeah i can't drive like this is good and let's get a fucking another one you know let's just send it we're having a proper sunday sesh here that's like there's levels to the stein sunday evening honestly my mum came up i can't remember what we did i think we had some pizza we probably watched a movie or something like that i don't know but it all escapes me it's a blur but i did have some more rosé i did a bit of uh yeah that was it doesn't matter let's drop sunday now we're on monday had a lovely family day i we went to the ginger factory at yandina a very wholesome day it actually was pretty good i remember growing up and there was always a place at the gold coast called super b it was like honey world and i just even as a kid i felt bad for i don't know if people do this i always feel bad for certain places where you're like oh i bet you know one really visits like super b honey world you know like what is there to do like you know bees sting you and honey's not that great you know i know he's good for you but the taste i don't really like the taste of honey i just i'm just speaking out loud here but i always felt bad for those places so i pretty much i love ginger don't get me wrong i put sort of put the ginger factory on the same pedestal but i was i was pleasantly surprised um and look anyone that works or is is, is affiliated with super super b honey world i'm sorry um get in touch with me we'll 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 reconcile this and maybe i can get an affiliate code but next time i'm down that way i'll come and check out your honey and your bees the ginger factory they had some bees as well actually it must be a thing but very cool um i didn't know how much stuff that you could do with ginger i knew they made ginger beer and i did try an alcoholic ginger beer very good it was fucking delicious i would buy a lot more ginger beer it's just so expensive why is that is that a conspiracy or not i don't know maybe it's something i need to talk to jared about but it's just too expensive like i'm not paying 20 dollars for four bottles of ginger beer that are like 1.2 some of them are only like mid-strength i'm like that's fucking ridiculous you know as someone that's like possibly an alcoholic semi-alcoholic you know a real hard weekend warrior that's that's not value that's not value but was tasty there was a nice train ride there was a nice like internal boat ride thing had that smell that high chlorinated thing you know like dream world and movie world and all these places that sea world that have like an underground water thing oh there's so much chlorine in that water i like it takes you back to like being a kid but it was a lovely day come home chilled out did a bit had 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 some fucking did some meal prep, the old chicken drummies, honey soy garlic, bit of fried rice. Mm, lovely. Made dinner. Made a really good spaghetti last night. Really good. I like cooking. Maybe, maybe, I'm not going to do a cooking show or anything like that, but I might bank up all these little recipes I like doing. I sort of half cheat and half not, you know. Sometimes I'll, I'll use some, some tips and tricks and things to make it quicker. But, mate, I like cooking. It's fun. So I did the, I offered to cook. Put some motorhead on live uh, in Santiago 2014 or whatever it was. Cracked a furphy. That was it. Then got geared up for the potty with uh, with Mike from Seek and Destroyed Vintage. Did that. Fucking tried to fix it. Watched some California Cajun. Had a couple of glasses red. And that was my long weekend. Work today. And now I'm here with you. I did a banger session at the gym. Muay Thai. The Muay Thai sesh coming off the long weekend is a killer. And hit Kiwana. I don't know what I don't know what they they woke up today with like a vendetta against its members, but like they made us do a sixty cal assault bike warm up. There was fifteen burpees at one station. All these so many punches. They they would normally do two minute combos. They did three minute combos tonight. I was feeling it. I'd like to think Stu is feeling it. He's looking damn good on his eight week challenge. I will say that. I'll shout out. I know he's listening. And fucking when you do listen, I know you're going to tell me about this. But you're looking good, mate. And I'm not just saying that because you're a friend. You do look good. Keep it up, mate. You've worked very hard, and you deserve you deserve it. But oh, did it. Kill me. They just they just got me tonight. Come home, had a lovely soup, and now I'm here with you. 
That's it. My weekend's done. Boom. Let's get into the topics. Now, my first topic, I just mentioned there on the Sunday, we we'd pulled into this restaurant and then we left the restaurant to go to another restaurant. And I don't know why, but this has been something that I used to have a hard time doing. As I got older, you just, you don't settle, you know, like you shouldn't do that. But I want to know who out there, like, goes to a restaurant, and this is where there might be other restaurants around, like if you've driven to one standalone restaurant wherever and you're kind of forced to stay there and eat there. But we walked into this restaurant, it kind of looked like it had an all right taco Mexican vibe, and that's what it was. But, you know, we got in there, and I I know we're like post-COVID and things like that, pre-COVID, in the middle of COVID, I don't even know what's going on, but we still got to do the check-ins, and we still got to do all this crap. And I don't know, this is a new thing from COVID, it's like... Now waiters and waitresses, they don't even want to take you. They just sit you down. They make, they just All they dare to do is go, hi, can I help you? Have you checked in to the COVID app? And then they put you down and go, yeah, you're doing all the stuff. They give you the menu and that's it. But this place, they didn't even give us a menu. They were like, so there's a QR code on the napkin holder thing. You just you know, use your phone and that will bring up the menu and then you order from your phone and you can pay from your phone and that's it. So there's no like service anymore. Like it's, this is like the robots are one step closer now. They're there. We walk in to order a meal and we've got to fucking do it off our phone. You can't even put your phone down. Like you're out at dinner and you have to use your phone to order. So that initially I've got a problem with, but it just was like, it was bad. It was, it, look, it was okay. It wasn't like, I wasn't really eating, but I tell you what got me, when you pull up the menu and there's there's an $11 Corona and all you want to do is have like maybe one, two beers. Like if you're having one Corona, you're definitely having two to three Coronas. You know what I mean? And I'm thinking, I'm not prepared to spend 22 or $33 on two or three Coronas. I'm just like, nah, that's too much. So Beck and I, Beck's like, we can leave straight up. She said to Matt and Taylor, we can leave. And they sort of were like that awkward, like, Mm, no we're here now like we're sitting it's okay you know they were clearly hungry we weren't so that that was probably the thing they probably wanted to order and we're just like you know even he was like he was the first one the comedy's like 12.50 for a pint that's fucking ridiculous and i'm like jesus christ it is ridiculous knowing how much i'm dwindling my fun money coming into the end of the pay cycle but that was it we just looked at across each other and it was like nah let's just go let's just go and then we sort of g'd him up to do it and it was like nah let's just go and i got up i was like i'm going i'm leaving here but prior to that you have that initial like oh do we just tell him a lie do we tell him the truth of why we're leaving for me personally i was leaving because i was like i don't want to pay 11 dollars for a corona you know but it's kind of the day and age we live in you know so you sort of got to go bar hopping looking for decent brew prices you know for god's sakes and i know maddie didn't want to spend it as well and i don't think they were really chuffed to bits with the with the tacos and stuff they're on off they're a bit expensive too i was like let's go fuck it there's a bavarian beer house next door we knew that they were going to do steins there matt and i so we were like that's good it's got to be it's better value for money like i just i took you through my stein uh level drinking analogy just before whatever you call that and that was beautiful so you could see how you know deep i was into the the stein thought so we just got up, we thought, fuck it, getting up, walk past the girl, and I just feel bad, like, I don't I don't feel bad that I'm leaving, but I feel bad that I'm leaving because of, like, the price of the Coronas, you know, so I instantly just go for the white lie, that's just my, that's my two cents, I don't want to tell someone the truth in an, in an environment like that, so... I get up like just macho man, ready to walk out of the place. You know, Beck's got the daughter and we're all grabbing our stuff. And I just walked to this girl. She just looked at me. She was like, is everything okay? And I said, oh, you know, look, the little ones, they're just like, they're a little bit chaotic. They're not, they're a bit restless. And frankly, we've got a movie to catch. Didn't see, have to see a movie at all. Like, why are we taking two year olds to see a movie? You know, they can't even sit at 
a, t- a table for five minutes. How are we going to sit through an hour and a half movie? That's all I could come up with. So I said, yeah, look, you know, two-year-olds, you know, like you're probably too young to have them. <laughs> you're so good looking. She wasn't that good looking, but this is my train of thought. I'm just like, oh, sweet nothing, sweet nothings. But I said, look, yeah, we're going to get catch a movie. Literally walked out, walked straight next door to the Bavarian, sit down, just had a better vibe, you know, they've got a better menu, and they've got Steins. At nineteen fifty for a litre of beer, I'm taking that over twelve fifty for 500 mils of beer. So it was a good trade-off. Frankly, a better beer too, Bolter Lager. So I'll tell you one gripe though, uh, one gripe with the service that they had the little qr code on the napkin bin thing too i don't like it i don't know what if this is a thing at a lot of restaurants nowadays or whatever you call these eateries but i don't like it i want to go back to face-to-face service there's no corona in queensland anymore well there is there's corona next door at 12 uh, 12 bucks a pop or whatever but there's no covid in queensland if it is it's lurking it's not in the restaurants who cares go back to face-to-face service we want you to take our order okay the hospitality industry i hope you're listening but i'm serious about that like Nowadays, and then the, and then they have the gall on these machines because they never ask you for tips when they're doing face to face. And frankly, we live in a country where lucky enough where the minimum wage is like, it's not even that minimum. Like it's pretty good. It's like a pretty, you know, it's verging on maximum wage for hospitality workers. It's nice. So we don't even really have to give them tips in this country, you know. And look, unless the service is above and beyond, or you're just out and have an absolute bender and feel like being a baller, you'd never tip anyone in this country. Like, that's just my two cents, you know. You do it in America where it's like fucking $5 an hour and it's like the, the service is great. But here, it's just like, yeah, cool, um, take your seat and order your meal from the phone and I'll fucking deliver it when I need to. So that's it. But on these little cheeky cheeky dog machines on the on the iPhones, they they ask you that at the end, would you like to tip? You know, no, five, ten, and they get real overzealous with these amounts. It's like, mate, you did nothing. You didn't even pull my chair out. Like you just let me in here and I gotta still pay and order and stuff. You know, prices are better than next door, but like, nah, no way. I'm not doing it. So yeah, I hope I hope it goes back to you. hospitality is meant to be it's you know. It's hospitality. Like, there should be service around it. So get rid of this, like, app shit. I don't want to walk in a restaurant and look at my phone and order a meal off my phone. But, yeah, that sort of turned into a rant there. I'm sorry. But it, it was needed. It was needed to be to be said. So I just wanted to know, do people have a difficult time going to a restaurant and then getting up and walking out if they just don't agree with what they say? That's probably the second or third time I've done that. It actually happened years ago. This was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. And as a young boy, my one of my first serious girlfriends, we went to Thailand. And the I remember this, the travel agent had like organized our, our trip for us. And you know, looking back, you know, I was a bit naive and stuff like that, but I know he was a fucking free spirit kind of guy. Like, oh yeah, this is where you want to stay. This is cool. You could tell the kind of guy he was and he wasn't my kind of guy. So he'd put us out like half an hour away from the main Bangkok city, you know, in this shitter of a place. We walked in, had a bad vibe. It's stinking hot. We come from a nice, nice hotel in Hong Kong and it was just like, oh God, here we go. We ended up going into town, checking out some shit, and we found another hotel. And I remember just going back to that that hotel that we we paid money for. Uh, look, I'd like to say it was good money, but it was not even good money. Like it was cheap money, and we just felt like absolute ballers. That's that's one thing about being a Western and some of these sort of half third world countries. You you do have that luxury of going, fuck that, keep my money. I'm going here because I've got that much money in a third world country. And I just remember, look, they're little Thai faces, and I was just like oh hey listen so funny story like we've just absolutely run into some really good friends down in bang 
Cox CBD. And they've got a place to stay, and we were going to catch up with them anyway. And yeah, look, it's been swell. Keep our money. I know we're here for three nights. Yeah, sorry. Have a good life. And that was it. And I just felt bad. And I just remember their little Thai faces, and I'm like, they probably didn't fucking understand me, you know, really at the time. And that was it. We, we caught the cab in. We never looked back. That was probably my first brush with that, you know, paying for something and just going, no, nah, I'm leaving here. I'm not settling for that. And yeah, and it just, I just thought of that tonight. It come flooding back. Good times though. Good, good trip, you know, when you're 19 or 20, whatever the hell it was. But yeah, I do that now. Beck and Beck's like, she's brutal. She's just like, I'm not into this place. You know, surf's shit. Beck has sat, we've sat down before and Beck's gone, we've just gone, I'm not, no, no one's ordering. Like, they haven't taken my fucking order, you know. That's probably one good thing about the, the QR code. If you're really starving, jump on it and just order straight away. But yeah, I want someone to walk in. I, I, look, I don't know if there's probably hospitality workers here. I don't think it's a very hard job. I'm going to say that. And that's a ballsy statement. But I, I feel like you just, you take it back to the most like basic animalistic form. You know what I mean? People in there to eat and drink, get them food and get them drinks as quick as they can and do it with a smile on your face, you know? Uh, and, and as a customer, you don't be rude. You, you do it with a smile on your face too. You're like, hey, I like this beer and I like this food. Help me out. This is fun. This will work for both of us, you know? And you might get a tip on top of your very good hourly rate. So yeah, that's that's where I was going. That that's all that's all I wanted to know. So that was my story about that. Now, I want to talk about sport real quick. I always talk about sport and you know, while the season's on, I'm gonna talk about sport. And I'm definitely gonna talk about sport because Lions had a win, which was fucking sick, and the Broncos had a win, which was sick. So look, quickly on the Lions, they played great. They they pumped Port Adelaide by like 40, 50 points, I think it was in the end. It was great. I didn't watch all the games sort of back to back to back because I was cooking this bang on pasta and drinking squillions of liters of rose. But it was so good to see them get up. You know, they've had a few wins, but this was a good, like, ugh, you know, round defining win. So I liked it. Now, the Broncos back on Friday night. I'm in a tipping comp this year. I probably mentioned that already. And it's one where we can win money. And I'm excited about winning money. So I'm taking it that bit more serious this year. I'd gone, fuck the Broncos. You know, I think probably two or three podcasts ago, I said they won and they were close to winning. They didn't fucking win, thank Jesus Christ. What was I thinking? They didn't win, but I was like, they looked like they were going to win. What sort of, what sort of rationale is that? They look like they were going to win, and I've just gone, yeah, top eight team for sure, year of the ambush. The next week, they got pumped, and I was off them. I was like, fuck. I even had someone, Steph, she listens to the show. Even had even had Steph go, you actually are going to be a top eight team. I was like, I don't know why. I just get so egotistical so quick with these things. I get so competitive, and I just blurt out these wild statements. Now, I backed the Titans going into this round, Titans v. Broncos. I, I wasn't confident at all that the Broncos were going to win. I don't know what it was pre-game. I'm watching the build-up, doing a bit of the dishes, You know, really trying to get into it, and I'm watching it. I've gone, nah, fuck it. Jumped on the Tippetron machine, and I've just changed it. Five minutes before kickoff, I've gone Broncos to win. I didn't know what I was thinking, but I just felt it deep down in, deep down in my loins. I did. 20 minutes into that game, Broncos are down 22-0. I've turned to Beck. I said, put a fucking movie on. Put me out of my misery. Hey, honestly, put Sex in the City on. Seriously, this is a fucking joke. And I was so angry. And I'm on a Broncos chat. All the boys rang. We were blowing up. I'm off them. I said like a really vicious text in there. I was like, I'm fucking off them, eh? Like, I am off them. This is bullshit. I said, Beck, let's put a movie on. She's like, okay. Uh, she just finished up what she was doing and had to go do a Wii or something like that. The time that she's gone to Wii, Broncos have scored. I'm like, fuck yes. Good try. We needed that. We definitely needed that. I said, Beck, they've just scored. Give me another two or three minutes here, eh? Like, just, I just got a little feeling here. They go over again. Oh, 
Then they go over again. They've leveled up. Like, it's just like, what? I can't even remember the score at halftime, but it was like, I think they were leading at halftime. Or that was like a, it was it was a draw at halftime, whatever it was. But I was fucking cheering. It was it was such a good game of football. They've got up in the end, I think, thirty two or thirty six, twenty two or twenty eight. Thirty six, twenty eight, I think it was in the end. I didn't even fucking know. But it was a good game. Seriously, it was a great game. And I was just so thankful that I'd listened to my gut pre game. Twenty minutes in, I was like cursing the gut. I was like, You fucking fat gut. You let me down again. But don't worry, the gut it prevails at Always goes well. But they had a new halves combo. They brought Milf back, which I was a bit sus on. And they got Tyson Gam, which I didn't know too much about. But the halves pairing was really good. They needed that. Sarko had a good game. He's not He's not a good full fullback, I will say that. But, yeah, I don't know. And, look, I was really I was really excited. I, I can't think of who they're playing. Actually, they're playing the Cowboys this weekend. I'm going to back them. Top 18, baby. But I am going to back them. I had a quick listen to Bloke and Bar podcast before this. Denon Camp, I don't know why they haven't got him in at Broncos HQ recruiting. The guy's he's, he's, he's a motivational speaker. He speaks logic. He's an ex-player. He's got the best podcast this side of the King of the Couch. Seriously, Blog and a Bar podcast. If you're an NRL fan, go and check it out. I'm going to have to share this clip. It was just all about the Broncos. They're losing players left and right. It's ridiculous. I know they've poached their fair share over the years, but anyway, oh my God, ridiculous. But Broncos, they won. I was excited. So when when they're winning, you got to take a win. So here's my prediction going to the Cowboys game. They're going to win. I'm thinking four to six points. I think it's going to be a tight game, four to six points. Cowboys have been playing okay, but I hope they come out and just fucking belt them. You know, I don't really have much love for North Queensland. So sorry, North Queensland listeners. It's nothing personal. It's just how I feel. It's a, it's a thing. All right, there we go. A few more things to talk about tonight. We're rocketing along here in this podcast. I'm having a damn good time. I love these shows, but I'm just having a damn good time. Rate my takeaway. Drop what you're doing. Not right now, but after the podcast, there's a YouTube channel I want you to check out. It's called Rate My Takeaway. Um, it's evident that on the internet, there's a lot of things right now that like people are making money off by doing things that they were going to be doing anyway. You know, And Rate My Takeaway is one of them. And what I mean by that is there's this fat English bloke, and I'm not saying that. This is not fat shaming him. He clearly is a bigger lad. And he goes around and he films um, himself eating takeaway and yeah, he just has a damn good time. He has, he's a funny character. He's a bit of a comedian, honestly, the way he goes on about this sort of stuff. But he but he goes through all these interesting places. Now, I will shout out Milky. He sent me a link to this. He keeps sending it. Milky, I tell you what, he's the king. I don't know when he gets any of his work done. His hourly rate must be so good because he's the king of finding this crap and sending it to me. But it did take me back quite many, many podcasts ago. I gave a shout out to a guy called Badland Chugs, um, this big, big black dude from america just a pure powerhouse of man he just chugs ridiculous thing i got turned on him because i saw him chug like a, like a boot of gravy it was disgusting honestly it'd make your skin crawl but yeah this guy reminds me of like the fat english white version of this guy and he just eats random takeaway i'll go i'll go through some of these things this is one of the videos visiting a chinese takeaway that went viral for savage responses to customer complaints i haven't watched that one yet but sounds good this grandma in bolton cooked and sold me breakfast from her house some interesting places overseas i like it this cafe in leeds sells a full english breakfast in a loaf of bread i don't know where this i don't know where this came up like this became a thing. Uh, I'm looking at this this picture, and it's a it's a it's a you know not a it's a big loaf of bread. Like let's put it that as a big thing of white bread, a lot of carb action. 
full of bacon. It's, there's clearly two big fat sausages. He's got two fried eggs. Fuck knows what else. It's overseas. It's probably black pudding and all sorts of disgusting shit like that in there. I noticed they couldn't fit the beans in, though. There's a cup of beans next to it, and it's on a plate. But I don't know. That's just a lot of bread. I don't know if you meant to mop it up or whatever. But in this video, too, I mean, this guy's going ham. He's a, he's a man. He's, he's got a full English breakfast in a loaf of bread. He's eating pikelets. They're not even pikelets. They're pancakes. And it looks like he's got a thick shake to wash it down. I watch these things sometimes, too, and I get on this, like, high horse, like I'm a nutritionist or something like that. Like, you know, the alcoholic that, like loves punishing a bit of pizza and some shit food himself and i just see these large these large lads just eating this stuff i'm like oh what are you doing to yourself i'll tell you what they're doing with themselves they're fucking making some good cash off youtube and us punters just watching it and loving it sick oh i couldn't believe it traveling to scotland to try a 5400 calorie takeaway munchie box i'm sorry 5400 calorie oh fuck i don't even know I, i don't even eat that in a day i mean i'll probably drink that in a day some days but wow so good but it just it gets you thinking hey you know and like most of his videos have got like a few hundred thousand views i don't know how many this guy's he's got 142,000 subscribers he's got 40 videos i mean good on this guy you know but it but it is we live in a day and age where people can like this guy i guarantee you looking at this lad and the size of him and the kind of character he is i know he's going around england eating all this fucking food anyway he was doing it for free frank he's probably doing it for years for free never thought about it you know now he goes and visits this grandma in Bolton. He films it. He talks about it. 1.3 million views. He's got ads. He's got this. I'd love to know how much these punters make off that. At the very least, I hope he makes enough money to support him, you know, with the fuel and the car and then buying the meal. I hope he does that. And it looks like he's got a cameraman. I don't know. I think he has got a cameraman. He does. Or he's got a really good, really good system here where he where he gets someone. But it doesn't look like he's got two hands, you know, he's got a knife and fork, someone's filming. So he's obviously got a cameraman. So um I hope the cameraman gets fed too. But yeah, wow. Rate my takeaway. It's just crazy what we can do online. Sometimes when you when you're doubting yourself and you go, how am I gonna make money? Go into YouTube and just type anything that you think is insane and there's probably someone doing it and they're probably getting a fucking lot of views for doing it and this is one of those guys. So seriously, shout out, kudos, rate my takeaway. I, uh, wow, what a hero. So good. But anyway, that's my YouTube channel plug. I had a thing here. I wrote down men with manicured eyebrows. I I looked at that initially and was like, what the fuck was I thinking? And I came back to, I was watching the Rabbitohs game on Friday night. I can't think of the guy's name. He's one of the one of the Islander boys. He's got a shocking shit haircut. He's got like a sort of a fringe in this like awful mullet. I think he's actually training to be a barber outside the field. Um, he's, I don't know if he's fucking testing on himself, but it's a shit haircut. But man, honestly, worst eyebrows going. They're so manicured, so pointy. I just, I don't know, maybe I'm just sounding a bit like sort of masculine here and I'm not even a masculine bloke, frankly. Men with manicured eyebrows, like, I don't know, I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm just putting it out there. There's something about it. It's very camp. Men shouldn't have sharp eyebrows, eh? Like, I'm just saying that. You know, that's me. That's like a pretty masculine statement, but I just picked it up. I'm not going to go on about it for too much longer. It's unimportant, but it is what it is. I've got a few other things here to talk about some three little trivial topics here tonight nothing no it's a very light-hearted show tonight this is fun i had a thing i wrote phobias down here twice last week someone tagged me in two people tagged me in and it happens all the time people tag me in bird videos now because of bird world and just people know for years that i've i've feared birds but there was like a plague of like cockatoos down in new south wales somewhere they're like full-on swarm this street they're on houses on the street they're on the cars they're just fucking taking over 
if anyone's seen that old 1960s movie the birds by alfred hitchcock that's 100 percent what it reminded me of it was it was proper proper nightmare fuel hey and just fucking motherfuckers just tagging me left right and center and i was just like mate stop it you know like stop it like this is scary you know uh phobias are weird hey i i I, as this show grows many many people are going to know i have chicken phobia things like that i'll eat a chook but i don't want to pat one it's just scares me i don't know just sort of getting shivers really I, i have manned up a bit though since arabella has been um we're going to like animal zoos and things like that so i have to get pretty close to them i'm not very comfortable they flap it's fucked Bird World was, I mean, everybody, if you haven't heard the Bird World episode, I do a pretty in-depth uh, review of Bird World, and it was just me and my asshole clenched for like a good two or three hours, just sweating profusely, but it was scary, but it got me thinking, I was like, what even are phobias? I don't even know where, where we come up with this sort of stuff. As a little kid, I wasn't scared of chickens, and then all of a sudden, I woke up one day, and I'm just like, I'm fucking terrified of chickens. It's not like I got attacked by a group of chickens or anything like that, but yeah, just scary. I don't know. I'd, I'd love to hear what some people's phobias are because it's interesting. We might even do a breakdown of phobias because some people have some interesting ones. I'm not too crash hot with heights either. I will go on planes and go up high and things like that. Um, but I don't really like being high. You get a bit jelly leg. I remember going to this really, really tall tower in Bruges, name drop and look at me. I've traveled a bit, you know, pre-COVID. Scary, pure jelly legs at the top. I just couldn't, I had to get down. I was like, oh, fuck. And the I remember the clock tower started going off. I was like, I've got to get down. Hey, sorry to a guy, I'm out of here. Um, yeah, phobias are weird. So anyone that's listening, IG me, Facebook me, hit me up. I'd like to know what your phobias are because there's some fucking random ones out there. Quotes. I'm just going to go through these. Quotes. I mentioned a quote earlier in the show and I said a quote today. I We were talking about Dave Draymond from Disturbed and he's got the two... I'd like to say earrings, but they're like hanging out of his like lip chin and going under his chin. So they're they're like chin rings basically. They're piercings, that's what they are. They're they they he rocks it, you know. I like it. I, I always um I always support the weird. And I use that as a quote today because one of the girls said, I'm gonna get that at work. I think she was obviously taking the piss. I said, Do it. I always support the weird. And it got it got man, it got a good uproar. And I was like, that's a quote. I've actually never heard someone say, I always support the weird. And I think I could put that on a shirt. It could almost become one of the King of the Couch quotes. But I didn't want to, you don't want to be that arrogant prick that goes, I invented that. I said, I always support the weird. And that's a quote of the King of the Couch. You know, Aaron L. Thompson, that's his quote. But how do you do you get started? Like, how do quotes get started? Is it someone listening to this show now that's going to go, you know what, mate? I, I heard you say that. Like, and it just spreads like wildfire. Like, someone will just do like a motivational IG Insta story post and they'll do, I always support the weird and then tag King of the Couch or something like that. Like, this guy said that, you know, like shout out. Because we, look, we've all probably been guilty of stealing a quote here and there and not crediting the rightful owner. But you know what I mean? It's like good artists borrow, great artists steal. That's that's the mentality I run with. But yeah, that's a quote I created. I always support the weird. I'm going to put on a shirt or something like that. I don't know. The, the weirder the better. I, I, I love it. I, I can feel like I look pretty normal compared to some people. Someone asked me once, how like, were you once a goth? Because I was listening to like really heavy metal in the car and I think I had like white pants on and a Hawaiian shirt. And they were just like, how, how how were you never a goth like if you listen to this music and i was like well you don't have to be a goth to listen to thrash metal and apparently you, you, a lot of goths don't listen to thrash metal that's not how it works but uh know your metal dickhead but it was just like yeah no nah, like i'm like the ace ventura like you know of the metal world it's just it is what it is but yeah, i always support the weird the weirder the better i love people that are covered in tats and just do weird things i don't like baser earrings though i don't like that i will say that uh space earrings and men with manicured eyebrows two things like i can't get along with 
But that was it. That was my thing about quotes. Little short bit there. I will I will end the show very, very shortly. I will end it on this note. This is a nice note. This is almost like a good news story in a way. I was thinking the other day, Steve, the name Steve. It's an all-round legend's name. I don't think I've ever come across a bad Steve in in my life. Um, there might if you, if you know a bad Steve, let me know about why he's bad. But I've never come across a bad Steve in my life. And we were thinking about names. We talk about names on Saturday or Sunday morning with Tony and Alex, right? You know, you might know ten Aaron's. And that one Aaron that's a bit of a dickhead with a podcast, runs his mouth, talks some shit, thinks he's funny, he, you might go, he's a dickhead, you know? So the next time you hear someone going, I might name my kid Aaron, you might go, oh, I cringe at that. I know this dickhead with a podcast, he thinks he's funny, he's scared of chickens, you know, he thinks he can just create quotes now, 91 episodes in, like that's the kind of bloke he is. Dickhead name, you know? But like, I will say Aaron's not a dickhead name, we're all good cunts. But... Yeah, I've never met a bad Steve. Um, Stone Cold Steve Austin, great bloke. Honestly, like modeled my childhood. I was listening to Steve O's podcast the other day, Wild Ride with Steve O. Very, very good. Another really good Steve. Steve Irwin, the crocodile hunter, great bloke, died too young. He's done a lot of things. He's a conservationist, you know what I mean? I even know family and friends. My uncle's brother, he's a Steve Irwin too. He's a great bloke. He's the most chilled out character I've ever met. Seriously, so good. My best mate, his dad, his, his name's Steve, Steve Grives, unreal, he, he's a great dude, you know, like, I just, great guy, my other mate Scott, his dad's name's Steve too, great dude, honestly, he'll give you the shirt off his own back, like, I've never met a bad Steve in my life, there's just so many Steves, Steve Carell, The Office, Steve Vai, an unreal guitarist, Sting, he was a wrestler, real name, Steve, you know what I mean, you're seeing a pattern here, right, Steve Martin, very funny actor, like, the list just goes on. Steven Seagal, a great actor. Like, I just can't even, I just can't even stop. You know what I mean? Like, there's just, I feel like I'm, I'm missing people, you know? Steve Earle, another great musician. It's just, I'm going through Steve Vashimi. Oh, my God. The list just, like, goes on and on and on. The great Australian cricketer, Steve War, all good blokes. What I'm trying to say is, Steve, it's a name of legends, Find me a bad Steve, link me to him. I need to know if there's any bad Steves in the world, but I've never come across a bad Steve. And I just wanted to uh, do like a public shout out for anyone named Steve. So if you're a Steve that's listening to this show, you're probably a good bloke and uh, shout out you and the rest of the Steves. Now, that's it. King of the Couch, he's talked enough. If you are still listening, I appreciate it. If you could subscribe to the show, if you could like it, if you could give me a comment, any of those things would help me out tremendously. And if you could pay it forward, if you could share this on your Instagram or your Facebook or give it to someone that, that you think might need the laugh or a bit of, I don't know, if they're a Steve, fucking let them know. doesn't matter. Just let them know. Pay it forward. I'm big on that. But I'm the king of the couch, episode 91. You've been beautiful and great listeners as always. Have a beautiful week. I will speak to you next week. I love you all. Oh, man.